we all gas, no brakes, pumped up, no fakes. We spinning, we winning, we high stakes. We never miss, we all makes. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain. Hey, see, I'ma confess it. We under the pressure. If you looking to find us. Them nothing but niners. What is going on, faithful Marcus over there getting it in with that intro? Yo, man, I, you got I gotta give Breezy props for that. Yeah, that, that thing fire every time. Pop, every time it come on, that thing fire. Yeah, it definitely pops. It definitely pops, man. Guys, man, what is going on with everybody out there in 49ers land? We all know all the speculation that's being brought to our attention. The 49ers have suspiciously or supposedly taken it down to two guys, and that's Trey Lance and Mac Jones. People don't want to hear that. All those Justin Fields lovers, myself included. Do not want to hear that. Um, but, you know, before we get into this, because, um, you know, before we get into this whole thing and the mock draft and stuff, what are your thoughts on that? Let's talk about that because mocks don't take that long. I want to get you on here for a little bit. So before actually, before we get into that, guys, make sure you guys give us a follow here on Nothing But Niners. Also like our Instagram page. That is... Hit that like and subscribe button right there. Turn on your notifications, Snapchat and Twitter. That's nothing but nine ERS. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitch. Nothing but Niners. Now we are doing a draft day giveaway. So make sure you head over to our IG page, comment, like us and Gold Bar Whiskey. So make sure you go over there, like nothing but Niners and Gold Bar Whiskey. Comment who you think the number three pick will be on that post. And also share it with your friends as well. And that draft or that giveaway closes at 8 p.m. on draft night, which is Thursday. And then it will be a random selected winner. Uh, we'll probably use the wheel or something like that. And you will be able to win a jersey of whoever is drafted number three overall. So what better way to start the, the season off than getting a very new, fresh, authentic NFL jersey from your team who's just drafted. So if you guys got any questions or comments or concerns, give us an email. Emails right there, mb9ers at nothingbutniners.com. And you can also listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast at. And make sure you give us a review over there and leave us five stars. Other than that, Mose, what is going on, baby? Not much, man. I'm chilling, just getting ready, uh, finishing up uh, over on my channel. Uh, as you see, what.mose.nose. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube pages up. Um, we're coming down to the final stretch, man. Um, I think I got two more videos left to come out um, doing a team specific mock draft series. So I've done mock drafts for um, 30 teams so far. Got the Chiefs and the Bucks left to come out. Um, I got one more uh, for full first round mock. That's my 2.0 that is coming out Wednesday. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, and then Thursday night, we are going live, uh, doing a first round of the draft live stream. I'm having a fan from every team selecting in the first round 
come on the live stream for about 15, 20 minutes. We'll talk about what their team is going to do, what they want their team to do. Um, and then we'll get a reaction from the pick. That fan will drop off. The next fan will come on. And we're going to do that for the whole first round. So we got a lot of fun stuff going on over at Moe's Nose. Nick, appreciate the opportunity to jump on with you, man. Um, to go back to your question, you know, what do I feel about what's going on? I think for me, just as a fan of this team, um, it, from the beginning of the, the Lynch and Shanahan era, I feel like this offseason has been the most stressful um, <laughs> just because, you know, there's so much speculation and, you know, you know, for the first, I want to say, you know, half or 40 percent, you know, of that time. I appreciate that, uh, Teron. Appreciate that, bro. Taryn, um, Taryn, Taryn. See, everybody messing his name up, including me. I'm gonna get it right. Taryn, appreciate you. Um, I lo- and I lost my train of thought real quick. Uh, where was I at? Uh, stressful draft time. Yeah. So, um, for the most part, we were thinking, what are we going to do at 12? And then we made this huge move that came out of nowhere. You know, I'm in the car getting ready to go to the supermarket for my wife. And like, I get a notification on my phone and I had to pull over. She calls me up like, did you see what the 49ers did? I was like, yeah, babe, I saw it. We go crazy. And now more speculation happens. Um, all the news reports from outlets and we talked about it a lot last night what do you believe what do you not believe what's true what isn't true is it trey lance is it justin fields is it mac jones some fans don't want it to be mac jones um smitty was pounding the table not pounding the table but he was making the case that if he is the selection it's not all that bad croc also jones has tools so i i understand what they're doing they're trying to make us, you know, understand that it's not all bad if the selection is Mac Jones. Uh, but I know a lot of faithful uh, won't be pleased if that's the answer. So let me just take you take it back a little bit, going back to the draft and the 49ers trading up and you getting a phone call from your lovely wife. Did she say, does this mean the 49ers are going after a gatekeeper? <laughs> She didn't say it then, um, and I and I and I and I think she understands the magnitude of the trade after I explained it to her. Um, so I think she's she's looking at us taking a gatekeeper either in the second or third round of the draft. I'm sure she'll be ecstatic if if we do that. Yeah, no, I just had to throw that out there. That's a little little uh, fun preview of a show that we did the other day on Mo's Nose. So go over there and check that out. It's very interesting. We'll give you a lot of laughs as well and great insight as well. So make sure you guys go over there, check that out. But, you know, going back, I feel like life was a lot easier when the 49ers were at 12. As in Agreed. the stress wasn't there. All the speculations weren't there. And if, if it were to be the 49ers at 12 still, it wouldn't be as much of a problem for the 49ers talking about Mac Jones. And the reason that everybody's talking about that is because a lot of people believe that Mac Jones was – how can I say this was provided a very good talented team around him to enhance his quarterbacking skills in college at Alabama. Um, You go back and you look at it, like you said, Croc said earlier, you know, last night on the panel show um, that, you know, there are good things that Mac Jones does there. He can move around the pocket. His footwork is good. He's crazy accurate. Uh, He has a good arm. 
Um, you know, those type of things. But then you look at what 49ers fans want, and that is something I believe that they want an evolved offense. They want Kyle Shanahan to have another step into that offense. Um, you know, Tony has talked about it before where, you know, Tony says, look, Kyle wants to implement this in his offense, the RPO, because you've seen him do it with, you've seen him do it with CJ Beathard out of nowhere, right? Which you would never expect. And, you know, you, when you do those type of things, you keep a defense honest and you, it does help your offense out. Kyle Shanahan is big on play action, a lot of movement, motions, things like that to make it the most easiest way of a receiver or a tight end or a running back to get open and get into that space. So it'll be interesting to see who we pick. I really, like I said earlier, I just can't wait for draft to be here. Not because I'm, I'm, I'm ready for football season, which I am ready for football season, but this has just been a, an extremely long off season. It's been an extremely long off season. As in, I feel like I haven't watched football in longer than a year because a, the 49ers were injured. It was really hard to watch football last year, even though we still did Two, You couldn't go to any games because of the pandemic. It just didn't feel right. And three, the Niners traded up from 12 to three with all this anticipation. And it's just like, can we just release it? Like, can we just, you know, the schedule releases get is coming out later than it normally does. The draft is just being pushed on. And it's just like, okay, the Niners made this huge move. And now it's all speculation on who we're going to take. So I'm kind of interested to see how you draft tonight. Well, today, how you draft today. Um, and then, you know, I'm interested to listen to. I know that Kyle and John have a presser at 3.30. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's in about 20 minutes. Um, and I'm interested to hear that and break that down later on tonight as well. And we also have a couple more mock drafts coming at you tonight. We got uh, Smitty from the Fantasy Football Show coming on at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And we also have 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Raj from our San Francisco 49ers on Instagram. Uh, if you don't follow any of those guys, go over and check out smitty1.com for the fo- fan football show and then or the fantasy football show and then rsf49ers on Twitter or Instagram and Twitter as well, rsf490ers. So before we get into all that stuff, man, that's all I wanted to talk about. But, Mose, are you ready to do this draft? Yeah, man, let's do it. I've been I've been doing drafts for the past <laughs> two, three months. So let's do another one. Let's do another one. All right, we're going to use PFN. Um, let me share this screen real quick. And then basically what we're going to do is when you're going to make the pick, just at, you know, just let me know who you want. Like if you want to look at all, what position you want to look at. You are basically running the show. I am just going to be here doing your clicks. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you up like this. Oh, why did it not go that way? Come on, pull you up. Hold on. Not why, Not sure why that's doing that. But either way. All right. Let me go back to share screen. There we go. All right. Can you guys see that? Yeah, Mose, you're good, good, right? I'm good. Yep. I can see it. All right. So, all right, let's get in. So we're going to do seven rounds. We're going to do normal speed just in case you want to do any trades because there is no holds barred on this uh, draft that you're going to do. And obviously we're picking for the NFC West and let's do it. Let's draft. 
All right, so first quarterback off the board is obviously Trevor Lawrence. Second quarterback is quarterback out of BYU, and that is that is Zach Wilson. So I just asked you this question before we started, and if the Jets do not take Zach Wilson, let's say uh, Justin Fields or Trey Lance comes off the board. If it's Justin Fields or Zach Wilson, who would you pick? That's that's a tough one. It me personally, I would pick Zach Wilson. Um, and that's not a that's not a knock against Justin Fields. Um, I think Zach has a little bit more pizzazz to his game. Um, he he he's got more of the intangibles. Um, a lot of a, a buzzword that you hear now is quarterbacks being able to throw from different arm angles. Um, can Justin Fields do it? I haven't seen it, but I'm sure he can if he needed to. Um, but I've seen it in game action with Zach Wilson. Um, and I think with the way the game is being played now at the NFL level, um, defenses do get a hold of what you want to do as a quarterback and as an offense. So if at the last second you need to make an off-balance, off-schedule throw um, that you know, 75%, 80%, 90% of the league can't make. I think Zach Wilson offers you that. I do like his uh, his intelligence, the way he processes the game. Obviously, there are things that he can improve on. Uh, but if it was me, I would lean more towards Zach Wilson over Fields. Okay, okay. Good explanation there, good explanation there. So let's go back to this here. And you are on the clock now with the 49ers' third overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. What position are you looking for here? And is your guy still there? The guy is definitely still there. Um, obviously, we're looking for quarterback. You know, that this I'm not, you know, giving you guys any news that's groundbreaking or, you know, that's shaking the earth. We don't trade what we traded up um, as good as Panay Sewell can be. Um, if we can, you know, get rid of Mike McGlinchey and put Panay Sewell um, at right tackle until – he can, you know, switch over to the left side once Trent Williams retires or, you know, gets old enough and we don't want to pay him, you know, that amount of money anymore. Um, as good as Kyle Pitts would be in this offense with as multiple as he can be with his speed, with his size, his mismatch against linebackers and safeties, having him next to George Kittle, um, as awesome as those two guys would be, um, you don't trade what we traded to number three if you're not going quarterback. Um, so obviously it's quarterback. Obviously the guy is still here uh, based off of what I'm reading, hearing information that's coming out. Um, a lot of it could be smokescreen. A lot of it could just be due diligence. Um, but from what I know, I think I, I know where uh, the team is going to lean towards. Um, do you want me to announce it or you want me to say the pick is in? Yeah, the pick is in. Just let me know who it is. Oh, pick is in. Okay. So with the third overall pick, the 49ers select Trey Lance, quarterback out of North Dakota State. Woo. And here, here, here's why I'll say Trey Lance. Uh, there are a few reasons. One, I believe, and I could be wrong, but I believe Mike Shanahan was at his first pro day. Um, somebody can, you know, fact check that, but I believe Mike Shanahan was at the first pro day. We talked about it last night. Mike Shanahan is heavily involved with what Kyle's doing uh, with the 49ers. 
from a personnel standpoint, from a front office standpoint, from a roster standpoint, from a film standpoint, a game plan standpoint. Mike Shanahan is heavily involved. So having him at Trey Lance's first pro day, you can't tell me Kyle and Mike didn't agree to send him there. And Kyle was taking notes from his dad from that first pro day. Um, obviously, they had the second pro day. Uh, the request from Kyle Shanahan to have Trey Lance work with John Beck. Um, I think that may have it been a little bit telling. Um, and then the reports that um, the 49ers met with Trey Lance's family, uh, going to meet with his mom, meet with his dad, kind of understand his background, his upbringing, the type of person he is, the type of kid he was. Um, you know, we all know his story. We all know, you know, he persevered through not getting, um, you know, a big five offer from one of the top conferences, top programs. You know, he got recruited to play other positions, wide receiver, linebacker, safety. But he wanted to play quarterback. He was dead set on playing quarterback and he wasn't going to let anybody prevent him from doing that. Um, so all of those things added together. Um and we can go into a little bit more about what we talked about last night, what Mike was saying about with Jimmy Garoppolo on this roster, staying on this roster if he does for this year, giving Lance time to develop and grow. We could have a similar situation like the Kansas City Chiefs drafting Patrick Mahomes, stashing him behind Alex Smith for a year and then let cutting him loose. Um, so that's why the pick for me is Trey Lance at three. All right. Good explanation there. Good explanation there. So it does look like you have some uh, some. Um, Trades here on the board for pick 43, pick 230 for pick 69, and 2022 second for Cincinnati. What are your thoughts on that? I'm good. You can get rid of all of those. All right, let's get out of there. All right, so you are up at pick 43. We have already addressed the quarterback position. And which direction do you think the 49ers are going to go now? <clears throat> okay. So this is why <laughs> – this is why I love mock drafts, and this is why I don't like mock drafts. Because, honest, I think we could go offensive line or corner. I think corner is a bigger need. Offensive line, if we do go offensive line, I would be looking for a guard. I see Wyatt Davis on the board, and I want to take him. But I see another name that's there. Before you let me let, go to defense, and let me take a look at the corners. All right, defense and corners. So Kelvin Joseph is your top. Eric Stokes. Yeah. All right, go back to um, uh, edge. All right. So we're at 43. And we need, we love to have pass rushers on this team. Nick Bosa is a stud. We all know this. He's coming off an ACL injury. He does look good in the offseason with his rehab. Uh, the videos that have been coming out, we've seen, but that's in shorts. We got to make sure that he's in game shape and that he's 100% confident with where that knee is. We all assume that we're not going to get much, if anything at all, from D Ford. Yes, we signed Samson Ebukam. I think he's going to be a, a, a solid rotational piece. But this kid and his ability, one, I don't think he's going to be here. But since he's here, I'm going to take him. 
Give me Jalen Phillips out of Miami. Jalen Phillips, edge out of Miami. Give me Jalen Phillips. Final answer? Final answer. All right, Jalen Phillips it is. And, yes, I understand corner is a need. Um, I like some other corners in this class, which I think we can get later in the draft. Um, offensive line is a need, too. Absolutely. I think Wyatt Davis would have been great there. I think he could have came in day one um, and challenged Daniel Brunskill for that uh, starting right guard position. But with the, the talent that Jalen Phillips is, and I understand he has the injury history with concussions and things of that nature. But if you look at his skill set and what he's able to do, if you saw his his pro day, um, his his movement, his flexibility, him, his ability to create to, you know, convert power into speed, speed to power, rushing off that edge. You know, we love having a great rotation on that defensive line. Give us another young guy. Yes, we signed Arden Key uh, from the Las Vegas Raiders, but we don't know exactly what we're going to get from him. Um, and he is a depth pick. But I think a talent like Jalen Phillips, just bring all of those guys in and let them compete. Let them compete. See who rises to the occasion. And then whoever doesn't, you're a part of the rotation. And you can come in and you can get, you know, sacks when the offensive line is tired, when the tight ends are tired of blocking you guys because – one, they don't know who they're going up against. Two, all your legs are fresh. I think that helps our defense, and that'll help our secondary, which we'll try to bolster later on. So I, I don't think you can pass on a talent like Jalen Phillips if he falls to 43, but I don't think he's going to fall to 43. All right. Looks like you have another trade offer here for the third for the third pick. Uh, pick 102 and pick 230 for pick 144, pick 175, and a fourth in 2022. You got to put it back on the screen because I can't see it, bro. Oh, shoot. My bad. My bad. I forgot to pull that back up. There we go. 144, 175. For 102, okay. 230, and 2022 fourth round pick. So we drop back 42 spots, but then from 230, we jump up. What's that? 25, 55 spots? Ugh. Yeah, and you would have 172 and 175, 144, so 117, 144, 155, 172, 175, and then 180, 194. Hmm. Oh, yeah, so we still have, if I trade 102, we still got 117. Mm-hmm. Why is that not disappearing? Don't rest don't restart the draft like you did last time. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I, I, I think that's actually a good trade, but I don't think that many people are gonna make this roster if we draft them. Um, so you know, for the sake of time and to allow us some, you know, conversation on other topics, um I don't think I'm gonna make any trades, so I'm gonna stay here at 102. Let me uh, let me see what we got for corner now. <laughs> and then just go to offense and let me see where we at with guards. <laughs> All right, uh, go back to defense and go to corner. Defense corner. Now, this this is a homer pick, okay? This is a homer pick. 
And I'm going to make it because I, I like the guy a lot. I think he's going to be a good one based off of what I know and what I feel from watching his tape. Uh, the kid can do everything. He's got the speed. He's got the footwork. As long as he has the mental and he can learn the game, um, especially in this defense where he'll have time um, to do what he needs to do on the back end because of the pass rush in front of him, I don't think he can fail. Uh, I'm going to go Trill Williams, corner out of Syracuse. Trill Williams, there it is. That's my dude, yo. All right, so now we're going to be right here back up again at 117, uh, coming up in a few picks here. Um, what position you thinking next? Now let me take let me take a look at that offensive line again. Gatekeepers or tackles? <laughs> uh, gate. It might be a little too high for the gatekeepers. Let me take a look at tackles. Ooh. Okay. Based on his number, he's falling. And I know why he's falling. Um, because they have him listed as a tackle. And I'm sure he can play that and he can provide that versatility if you need it. But I see him kicking inside to guard. I don't think he stays outside a tackle. I definitely see him kicking inside to guard um, at the next level, especially in his first few years. Um, to let him get, you know, his feet wet in the NFL, learn the speed of the game, learn that, you know, he's going to have to incorporate different things in his both his pass block sets and his run block sets uh, because, you know, the speed of the game is different. You know, this is the NFL. Guys work on different moves, different packages, and they never hit you with the same thing. So this is why he's falling. But I think this is good positional value as far as the draft. Um, and I think we can kick him inside. Uh Put him in a competition with Brunskill. Uh, put him in a competition with Colton McKivitz and see what happens. Uh, so I'm going to go Jackson Carmen out of Clemson um, and slide him inside the uh, gatekeeper. All righty. So now we're not up for a little bit more. We are at 155, I think. I think that's where we're up next. Somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. All right, what position are you going to be thinking next? I'm surprised you didn't go receiver at all in these first three rounds. Yeah, I think there was there was other positions of need. Um, I was actually going to think about looking at receiver now. I know this is a little bit late uh, for Kyle. Uh, Kyle's probably going to try to take one in the th second or third round. Um, so I wanted to go, you know, a little bit different. You can reject that. Um, I wanted to go a little bit differently. Um, than what I think Kyle would do. But we can take a look at wide receivers now and see who's still on the board for us. Okay. There we go. That's the top of the board right there, Anthony Schwartz. I like him, but he's a one-trick pony. He's definitely got the speed. Um, but I think that's all that he has right now. I think he needs to, to polish his game. I kind of, uh, compare him. I, I give him an NFL comp of like a, a Will Fuller. Now, Will Fuller, um, has a little bit more to his game, but he's also kind of a one trick pony. He's got the speed. 
Um, and he really hasn't been able to put it together because he can't stay healthy. Um, what's our next pick after 155? Uh, 172. Oh, okay. We can wait. Let me see. Uh, go to all. Just let me just take a look at everybody who's there. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Oh, my guy is here, and I know we don't need one. Um, Oh, another guy I like is here. <clears throat> I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to talk about that that defensive tackle position because it look, we, we went out and we got a lot of guys at that defensive tackle position. We brought back DJ Jones. We signed Zach Kerr. Now we just brought in Maurice Hurst. I know we need depth, but – let me ask you a question. Do you think that says anything about Javon Kinlaw that we're going out and getting so many guys, whether they're for depth, their depth or not? Like we're, I, I think fo- they're focusing think they're, on that defensive tackle position. I think they're there because in 2019, our rotation is what helped our defensive line so much, and we went to 2020 with a lot of injuries, and it diminished our defensive line. Mm-hmm. So I think they're stacking up with as many. They're going to go with as many defensive line on this roster for the 53-man roster in 2021 as they did in 2019. Because if you remember, I think they went two guys short of what they did in 2019 uh, in 2020. And then we also had a lot of injuries to that position. So I don't think it's anything to say about Javon Kinlaw, but it also is to say to keep him fresh. Keep D, uh, D Ford, if he plays fresh, keep Nick Bosa fresh coming off an injury. So it'll be interesting to see, but I, I don't think it has anything to do with, um, you know, that in general. So, yeah. All right. Um, so I got my pick for uh, 155. Um, it's a name that's been uh, floated around a little bit on nothing but Niners, um, a name that I've come across in, in my research. Um, I think it's, it's awesome that we were able to get Alex Mack. Uh, but he is at the tail end of his career, and I don't know how much we're gonna more we're gonna get from him. So at 155, let's take Michael Manet out of Penn State. Let's just get him in the building now. Let him learn the offense. Uh, let him learn from Alex Mack, um, and we have him stashed in case we need him later on down the line. All right. So now we're coming up on 172, which will be our next pick, and. Um... You can reject that as well. All right, let's reject that. And go to wide receivers. Wide receiver, offense, wide receiver. And then just give me to the top of the list. There it is. Okay. All right, so there are three guys there. I mean, you could say four. Five, because I like Semi Fihoko too. But it's what do we want and what do we need in our wide receiver group? I think for the most part, everybody can agree that Brandon Ayuk is more than likely going to be the number one option. Debo is two. Um, And then after that, it's whoever steps up. You know, it could be Richie James. It could be Trent Taylor if they stay healthy. We don't know what we're going to get from Jalen Hurd, and I'm not counting on that. I know Kyle was counting on that because of his size. 
Do we want another big body wide receiver? I think Sage Surratt can fit that profile at, at 6'3", 215. I think Trayvon Grimes can fit that profile at 6'4", 215, 220. I think Simi Fihoko can fit that profile at 6'4", 225, who ran a 4'3", at his pro day. Um, or do you want, you know, a guy who can come in who, who is an, another shifty guy um, who may be a little bit better of a route runner in a Daz Newsome or a Frank Darby? Um, so it's a lot of good names. Um, the receiver position is one that I struggle with because um, although I am built like a defensive tackle in my heart, I'm a wide receiver. You know, I fell in love with the 49ers because of a wide receiver. Uh, so it's hard. I, I really like these guys. I like what each of them can bring to the game individually. If we're not going to go for a guy like Kyle Pitts, um, who can be dimensional, uh, add another dimension to the offense, you know, from that tight end position, but with his size. Um, and we want to give our quarterback, whether that's Jimmy, Trey Lance, you know, another big body type weapon. Um, I don't think you can go wrong uh, with a guy like Trayvon Grimes. So that's going to be my selection. I think you bring in Trayvon Grimes. If Jalen Hurd isn't healthy, which we can't count on, you know, he can fill that role um, as a as a big body weapon, a big body threat uh, to where, you know, you can have him kind of run the similar style or role that you anticipated for Jalen Hurd, give you another option as far as a possession receiver, uh, a red zone threat uh, uh, opposite George Kittle. So he's not the only one that you're looking for. I mean, it just adds another dimension for Kyle to use. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It definitely does. Uh, so it looks like the Niners are back on the board from 172 to 180. Um, what are you thinking here? Hmm. Go to defense. Defense it is. I mean, we talked about defensive tackle. We talked about that um, rotation. I think Marvin Wilson could be awesome as a defensive tackle, but I think that would be overkill. I think uh, we need to focus on the secondary. Um, I think we're okay at safety. We brought back Tart. We got Jimmy Ward. I've been pounding the table a lot for Tavarius Moore. Um, I think he's played well in spots that he's come in. Um, you know, he showed us that he's not afraid of the bright lights, you know, um, had some good plays and made a big play, had an interception um, in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. Um, I think he needs more opportunities. Obviously, there are things that he needs to correct. Uh, some of his, the angles that he takes, um, particularly, uh, but. Um, I think with more reps, more opportunities, I think he can grow. Um, and he's shown that, that you know, he's not the same player that he was when he drafted him. Um, so I've been pounding the table for him a lot. Um, I know we also have Marcel Harris in the building. You know, so we got some guys there. Uh, corner is definitely an area of focus that I think we need to attack. Uh, we did that uh, with my young boy, Trill Williams. And I think we can do that again here. I'm going Benjamin St. Juice, corner out of Minnesota at 180. 
Benjamin St. Juiced at 180 for 182. He is the he was, excuse me, um, the top rated corner at the senior bowl. Um kid played lights out, you know, against different competition. Um, he proved it in the one-on-one drills, he proved it in the game. Um, obviously, there are things that you know need to be corrected, things that he can improve on. Um, but I think he can do so in this defense. Um, and especially if that uh, that defensive line rotation, that front seven is firing on all cylinders like it was in 2019. You know, that gives a little bit of uh, leeway to the secondary um, for them to grow and to uh, build on each other. All right. Um, let's see here. So we are at 194 and then we are 194 and 230. So you have two picks left in the NFL draft for 2021. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, go to all. Let me see what we got here. Uh, scroll down a little bit more. Keep going, keep going. All right, you can go back to the top. Okay. Let's get another one. Why not? Let's get Brandon Ayuk's teammate. Let's get another wide receiver. Let's go Frank Darby out of Arizona State. Frank Darby out of Arizona State at 194. Now we're moving on to 230. Because if we if we you know we talk about injuries, you know, how many of our wide receivers were injured last year? Trent Taylor injured. Debo started the year injured. Brandon Ayuk injured. Jalen Hurd injured. Um you know, so, yeah, we got one in Trayvon Grimes, um, but let's get another one because we don't know if Trent Taylor is even going to make this team um, or if he's going to get hurt again. Same thing with Jalen Hurd. Um, so, you know, we don't want to be shorthanded on the skill positions. Um, so let's get another one. Just add him to the room and see what he's able to do. Sounds good. Sounds good. I do like that pick, too. I do think that, you know, I think that Frank Darby is somebody that we could probably really put and pin towards the 49ers as well because of the relationship that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have with the Arizona State's head coach. Um, so they they trusted him with the Ayuk pick. I believe that 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 um, chemistry is going to build between those two. So, all right, you are on the board with the last and final pick of the 2021 NFL Draft. What are you thinking here, bud? The Cowboys took my last pick. I was hoping that he fell to me at 230, but they snagged a Larrick Jackson. Um, let's see what uh, other tackles are available. Uh, defense or offense? Offense. Okay. <laughs> um, I like Josh Ball. I like Brendan Jameis. Uh, go to uh, defense. Let me see tackles there now. Okay. Mustafa Johnson, Lorenzo Neal, Naquan Jones. And then let me take a look at linebackers. The linebacker classes is, is really 
not impressing me this year. But okay, I see where I want to go. And this okay. is this is a luxury pick. I think we've addressed most of our needs here. Um, I think you know we can just add depth. Uh, we're not really looking for anybody to come in and wow us, anybody to come in and be a star. If they turn into that, great. Uh, but I think we're looking for system fits and people that can provide versatility in different areas, particularly special teams. Um, I do want to add a linebacker to this group just so that we can keep those guys fresh during camp um, and we can have, you know, uh, some of those guys playing more um, special teams uh, than what we do now. Um, so I like particularly, especially for this defense, I like Grant Stewart out of Houston. Grant Stewart, Stewart out of Houston, linebacker out of Houston. Yes, sir. So he's he's depth for us. He's special teams for us. Uh, Keep the legs fresh um, of those other guys. Um, And if he comes in and he wows us and he earns a spot um, either in the rotation or as a starter, that's great. Um, But that's normally not what you see um, a good percentage of the time with seventh round picks. Um, So that's not what we're anticipating here in the seventh. Uh, Just come in, provide depth for us. give us some help on special teams and make the most of your opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you know, the 49ers, I believe that the 49, you know, um, uh, who was it that said it? I can't remember who said it, but somebody has said, um, I think it was Brian Peacock listening to his podcast. And he said, I wouldn't be surprised to see the 49ers trade up in this draft because they feel that they don't have a lot of positions to fill as starters on this defense, offense, on this team in general. So don't be surprised if the Niners do make a trade back up to get somebody that they like because the le- they have nine draft picks, right? And they and I think they wanted, you know, Mike had said it earlier on our show too a while back that this could have been a reason why they didn't get rid of any draft capital this year. They want to use that this year to grab players that they specifically want, whether that's manipulating the draft board up or down. You give away future picks to where you can compensate some future picks back, but you can also move up and get what you uh, possibly want in this draft. So let's say you want a Frank Darby and you're going to reach for him a little bit, but he's a guy that's going to fill right into your offense and you believe in that guy, then you're going to make those moves to go up and get him. So I wouldn't be surprised to see the Niners trade up this year uh, to get somebody that they want. Specifically, we already seen it from 12 to 3. Um, and they kept that draft capital for this year and that that position and that shotgun, um, I guess you could say, uh, that shotgun per se, to do what they want to do in this NFL draft. Yeah, it's a couple guys. I mean, as long as we can, you know, take care of the quarterback, as long as we can take care of, you know, adding some depth to the offensive line and taking care of the corners. If we can trade up and get a guy like uh, Jamin Davis from Kentucky, or uh, Jabril Cox from LSU um, as another linebacker. And again, this is no offense to Aziz Alshair, but I think those guys are a little bit more dynamic with what they're able to do, um, particularly um, in coverage. Um, but then they also um, are great at stopping the run as well. I like Jamin a little bit better just because he's he offers a little bit more size than Jabril Cox does. But 
uh, what Jabril lacks in size, he makes up for um, with um, athleticism and just freakish athletic ability. Um, so, you know, we were just talking about linebackers. If we could trade up possibly to get one of those two guys to add to this defense, I think that would be really good. But I, I don't think we should sacrifice, you know, for that position without, you know, at least addressing the offensive line, the cornerback spot, and obviously the quarterback at three. But yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, um, and just reiterating what you said, I don't see um, us trading back to acquire more picks this draft because I don't think, you know, nine, 10, 11 guys make this team. Um, I think we have a pretty solid foundation. Um, so we're looking to bring in the right guys um, that are the right scheme fit that can, you know, offer immediate impact. Um, so, yeah, I, I could definitely see us being candidates and moving up um, and targeting the guys that we want, maybe even a little bit ahead of where they're supposed to be drafted. But like you said, because we want them, we believe in them and we have a plan for them. Um, that makes a lot of sense, bro. Yeah, you know, and a lot of these these speculations that are coming out this year uh, with who the 49ers are taking, and we talk about leaks. Nobody really – I think there was only one person that pinned Javon Kinlaw to the 49ers, and that was Peter King, and that was like Thursday, like right before the draft, that he started saying Javon Kinlaw looked like to be the pick um, at 13. Because if you remember, Brandon Ayuk was the guy they wanted at 13. Mm -hmm. Since Javon Kinlaw fell, they took Javon Kinlaw. Um, nobody expected Brandon Ayuk to be traded back into the first round and taken him where other receivers as CD lamb, uh, those type of guys were on the board. So this just shows that goes to show you don't believe all the media hype that you hear because the yeah. 49ers, they know who they're taking. And I don't mm -hmm. think anybody else does to be honest. I, rem <laughs> I remember last year, a lot of people were pissed <laughs> because <laughs> CD Lamb, Jerry Judy, they were all still on the board. Yep. And like Javon Killer, we were like, wait, what? And we were thinking that, you know, we may not even have the opportunity to get one of those receivers, Ruggs, Judy, or CD Lamb. Like we were thinking like all three might be off the board. But if one of them falls to us at 13, we have to take them. And it was Ken Law. So that was crazy. Um, you looking at the comments, I think put up uh Stephen Miranda's comment. Yeah, I was just about to read this. Yeah, too. that's crazy. Um, Kyle said that they want they went to number three to get a they wanted they moved up to number three to get a starting quarterback caliber player this year. So they did that. He also said Kyle Shanahan said that when the 49ers traded up, there were five quarterbacks he was okay with taking. After going through this, I feel good about five guys at three. We started with one candidate in mind, but have all gotten better since. Mm. So that's kind of interesting right there, right? Um, then he was asked, Kyle Shanahan, if they know who they are taking at number three, he doesn't believe. Hold on. He doesn't believe they should reveal that before the draft. And his answer was maybe, probably, maybe not. <laughs> so that that's just to show you that right there um Kyle Shanahan when asked if he knows who who he's picking if Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson are off the board he said do we know exactly who we want maybe maybe not I don't feel like I have to say that <laughs> I love Kyle and then he says 
If you're excited about a quarterback at 12, be excited about three. Kyle Shanahan says to the fans. Ooh. <laughs> so we look, this is speculation, man. We have no, I seriously do not believe. I seriously have no belief that that any speculation has gotten out from the front 49ers front office. No, I I I completely agree with you. Um, we kind of touched on it last night, but like you said, the I don't think nobody, I don't think anyone knew that Brandon Ayuk was the target at thirteen. Um, and because they didn't know Ayuk was the target, nobody knew that Ken Law was the target. You know, we spec a lot of people speculated Ken Law just because we got rid of DeForest Buckner. So he's like, okay, if we move on from DeForest Buckner, we have to find some way to replace that, right? Um, but they didn't expect him to be there, and he was. And this um, is exactly why I speculated last night on the panel show that the reason Trey Lance's name is being speculated to the 49ers is because of the fact that the front office, just like you said, we, we traded away DeForest Buckner. you got to replace him somewhere. The 49ers front office is saying that Jimmy Garoppolo is in their plans right now. Mm-hmm. That he's not the future. So if you go and you, okay, well, look, let's see. If Jimmy Garoppolo is still in their plans this year, are they going to go get a starting caliber quarterback for this year? Probably not. They're going to go and get a guy that they can mold and mend to this offense. And I truly believe that that's why Trey Lance's name is being mentioned as much as it is. Because not that we believe it or I believe it or any else, anybody else, everybody in the world believes that he's a project. These are reasons why these guys, I said it last night, Mac Jones is a prototypical Kirk Cousins, uh, Matt Ryan, Jimmy Garoppolo type guy. That is what Kyle Shanahan has previously looked for. He has been linked to those three guys. And then you go and you go and say, then you go and say, okay, well, Jimmy Garoppolo is still in our plans. And Jimmy knows that Jimmy is the starting quarterback going into 2021. Okay. Well, why would they go and draft a Justin Fields or a Zach Wilson? If, if, Jimmy Garoppolo is still going to be on the roster right now. So I don't know. Like I said, I don't care. I'm I'm for whoever it is in Trey Lance or Justin Fields because I think both of them bring a different level to the offense and will help the offense evolve. So that'll be interesting to see. But um, there's a lot of good quotes from, from Kyle Shanahan. Um, uh, Kyle Shanahan, after I asked him about Mac Jones being wildly unpopular choice among fans, he said his response is, that is so irresponsible to let something like that affect your decision. This is what we do for a living. It's up to us to live with the consequences. E- I don't like that, Kyle. I don't like that, Kyle. I don't, here's, why, here's why I don't like that, because he's 1,000% right. We're fans. We just talk well, about he it. Say, he, he was saying it to the media as well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we are not the ones in that seat. We don't have to live with the consequences. Oh, oh, hold on. Uh-oh. Hold on. Listen to this. Uh-oh. <laughs> I can't guarantee that anyone in the world will be alive Sunday. So I can't guarantee who will be on our roster Sunday. Kyle Shanahan, when asked if it's a guarantee that Jimmy Garoppolo will be on the 49ers roster Sunday. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> he said, man, listen, I can't guarantee that everybody, anybody going to be alive 
come Sunday. Listen, I, I, I could wake up tomorrow and it'd be my last day. John Lynch says that while the draft <laughs> is his responsibility, Kyle Shanahan is the play caller. I will always defer to him. Hmm, Shanahan said, I feel about I feel good about five guys at three. I mean, he's gotta say that. He's he gotta say that he feels good about five. He didn't have to say, I don't know who's gonna be alive on Sunday. No, he didn't have to say that. He didn't have to say that. So with him saying that, and I'm sure somehow this is gonna get back to Jimmy. Does this sour the relationship? Because here's here's one thing that you said yesterday that stuck with me. And if this is the case, then I don't want him here anyway. I think the question was, is Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster? And I think it was you that said, it depends on who the pick is at three. Mm-hmm. To me, if in Jimmy's mind, it depends on who it is at three. That For me, that questions your level as a competitor. Because to me, as a competitor, I don't care who you take. I don't care if I don't care if the Jaguars fluff it up and take uh, Justin Fields and then the Jets still stick with Zach Wilson because they fell in love with him so much. And Trevor Lawrence falls into your lap at three. If I'm a competitor, I don't care who you draft. It could be Trevor Lawrence if he falls to three. I'm going to come in here and compete. And this kid, this little kid is not going to take my job. But if it depends on who it is, if he's waiting to see who the pick is to determine whether he wants to stay or not, I don't want him here anyway. But based off of what you just read from Kyle, do you think that quote sours the relationship a little bit more than it has already been soured? Does it add to the the tension and the sourness of that relationship by saying, I I, I can't guarantee who's going to be on here Thursday? No, because as a football player or as an athlete, that should just drive you more to want to be better. You can't come in here and fluke this year if you have a sour relationship with the 49ers or not, because it depends on your future as an NFL quarterback. So the way you play determines your future. And if you go back to the first presser when Kyle and them came back and said, we've talked to Jimmy, we, we have both agreed that this is best for us and him right now to be in our plans because he needs to play. He needs to stay on the field and be healthy and show what he is capable of doing to get another contract because right now he hasn't done that because he can't stay healthy. So he can be piss poor and sour and everything else that he wants to do, but come Thursdays, Monday nights, or Sundays, you got to do your job, bro. You don't have to go to these outside things and throw with your receivers because that's all just beneficial to the team. As in, you know, helps receivers and things like that. But all you are truly guaranteed to do or responsible to do is show up on game days, practices, and put every single piece of effort that you have into that game. You can't walk around on the sideline moping around because something doesn't go your way. You're getting paid a whole lot of money to play that position. And this is why I get upset with people. Like there are reasons, there are some standards to when people sit out. There are some good reasonings as to why people sit out, but be bringing in competition isn't one of them. Mm. So I'm not going to say that NFL players are wrong for sitting out and wanting more money and doing these things because they deserve to be paid for that. You have a big contract. Nobody has said anything to you wrong as in 
you're still, they could have traded you away or cut you, but yet you still have a job where you're collecting a ton of money. You can't get sourpussed faced because somebody's bringing in competition. Yeah. Like you have no rights on that. So I believe, you know, people said, well, what if Jimmy doesn't want to be here? He may not want to be here, but his future depends on him playing and playing well. So, and if, if you're not that type of competitive quarterback, I don't want you on my team anyway. Yeah. You know, look at Ryan Fitzpatrick and them. Look how much they've been through. Like guys like, you know, they, they fight neck and neck. There's guys out Mm -hmm. there say, I'm, I'm more than happy to be a backup quarterback in this league. Is that what Jimmy Garoppolo is going to say? No, because he's already had starting contract money. I don't know, man. Like I said, I just think it's it's kind of, uh, you know, it'll be kind of. Uh, <laughs> Ian Rappaport just put out headline. Kyle Shanahan won't guarantee we'll live on Sunday. <laughs> Oh Josh man, inclined to say in a very unique way whether Jimmy Garoppolo would be on the roster Sunday. Jeez. Um, Kyle Shanahan said that Jimmy Garoppolo knows that the 49ers haven't been able to rely on him, which brought them to the point of trading up and selecting a rookie quarterback. But where he's, is he lying? He's, he using he's not lying, he's just using a lot of bud word buzzwords like. These words probably cutting Jimmy deep. And he was like, he knows that the 49ers can't rely on him. And like what that's, and what and go back to the presser. And what did Kyle Shanahan say about Jimmy Garoppolo? Jimmy Garoppolo plays better when he's pissed off. It, do you I, think he's doing all of you think he's no, doing saying, all of this to piss him off? I'm just saying, I think that's, I don't that's think, an elaborate that's an lot, elaborate though. plan. I don't trade think up from 12, 12 up, trade up from 12 to three do it publicly and say that you're going after a quarterback then come out and it, because like you like you were talking about earlier i wonder what kyle was going to say because it was originally just supposed to be john lynch but then kyle said that he was joining so every time kyle gets on the mic he's saying something that is is lighting that fire under jimmy is is this all one elaborate plan just to get jimmy to play well and if no, it if it, it and if it, if it doesn't work out, then you do have a quarterback that then you can go to. It's not a whole. It's not a whole lot of things though. If you look at it, it's not a whole lot of things. It's really just the 49ers trading up from twelve to three to get a rookie quarterback, and them telling Jimmy Garoppolo that you're not available enough for us with your injury history that we needed to do this move. No, that's but, all it is. No, but that's a lot when you think about players. You think about men, you think about ego, and then to continue on these conferences where Jimmy can't speak for himself or he can't rebut. He has to sit and either watch live or watch the playback when the media put all these sound bites out. So this is so on Jimmy Garoppolo's future. John Lynch says Jimmy's been a pro. I just spoke to him over the weekend. He's here taking part in virtual meetings planning to be out at the workouts, and he's been professional as he's always been. Yeah, see, John gave you the the, the, the politically correct GM answer. Right. Kyle, Kyle gave you the a-hole answer, like, look, I don't know who's going to be here Sunday. <laughs> I don't know who's going to be alive Sunday. 
He know we can't rely on him. That's why we had to go up to three. Like Kyle, Kyle is the one that's throwing the daggers. You know what I'm saying? Well, but Kyle's always been open. Yeah. Kyle's always been open. And that's that's why I think players respect him. Definitely. And I think that that's a big reason. And look, he has said it to fans, to media, to whoever, that it is a problem that Jimmy Garoppolo can't stay healthy because they can't win without a quarterback. And you look at it, how much harder is it for, for Kyle Shanahan to go from, what did he say? He said, uh, oh, I don't expect my backup quarterback to play more than three games a year. I don't expect that. As a head coach, I don't expect mm-hmm. that. That's where, That was a blow at C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins because Nick Mullins played three games and then came out. They put C.J. in. Then they put Nick Mullins back in for three games. Like, And, and you look at this stuff, and it's like, okay, Kyle Shanahan drafted guys that he thought were backup guys to when he, till he could get Kirk Cousins at that one point. This mm-hmm. is what we talked about the other night, past Patrick Mahomes passed over on Deshaun Watson because he had his mindset on Kirk Cousins because he knows that Kirk Cousins knows his system. And Kirk Cousins was decent in his system. He only played four four games with him, but he was decent, right? Yeah. So, so you go back and you look at this, and, and Kyle Shanahan has made it publicly, the public aware, that Jimmy Garoppolo's injury history has hurt this football team that Jimmy Garoppolo not being able to stay healthy has hurt Jimmy Garoppolo's chances of being a starting quarterback. He has also went out and said that when Jimmy is healthy, he plays well. He allows us to win. We can win football games with him. So he's giving, excuse me, he's giving you the good and the bad in what he sees. And it's not anything that we don't see as, as fans. We see that Jimmy Garoppolo can't stay healthy, especially since, you know, 2017, Comes here, 2018, he misses the whole season. 2019, he plays well and takes us to a Super Bowl, and everybody's saying get rid of him because he can't throw the ball downfield. 2020, he can't come back because he's got an ankle injury. So, like, we can't sit here and say that Jimmy Garoppolo went on field playing. I'm not going to say he's way above average, but he's average to good. Or yeah. good to average, I should say. Good to average. I don't think he's that that star caliper quarterback. I think there's a lot more he could do on the field as a quarterback. But I also don't think that he hurt this team. As in a sense of where we're losing consistently games. He's done, made mistakes. Every quarterback in the league does. Um, damn, 49ers will pick up the fifth-year option on offensive tackle Mike McGlinchey, locking him in for 2022 at $10.88 million fully guaranteed. So that's interesting. Yeah, I guess. I didn't, think it was coming. I didn't think it was, but I think they like McGlinchey as a person and feel like. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here's the clip. I want to play this. Okay. I want to play this clip because. Um, I can't guarantee that anybody in the world will be alive Sunday. So I can't guarantee who will be on our roster on Sunday. Um, so that goes for all of us. Um, I can't guarantee that anybody in the world will be alive Sunday. So I can't guarantee who will be on our roster on Sunday. Um, so that goes for all of us. Hey, he's saying, listen, between now and Sunday, Jimmy might die. <laughs> yeah, and Kyle, Kyle Shanahan got a hit out on Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. <laughs> Let's make this easy on everybody. Somebody go get him, tie him up, put him in the back of a trunk somewhere. 
Um, and don't let them come out until like December. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. So we, we broke down a lot of stuff here. Um, let's just go over your draft real quick on who you picked. And then we'll hop up out of here because we've been on here for a little little over an hour now. A little over an hour. So, and obviously we talked about the presser and stuff like that too, um, which I do want to go back and listen to that uh, for myself mm -hmm. as well. Um, just because uh, I like to read up on body language as well. Um, so let's see. Uh, all right, here we go. So with the, first, with the number three pick in the first round, you took Trey Lance, quarterback out of North Dakota State. Um, then you had a steal here at 43, uh, Jalen Phillips, edge guy. Obviously, we talked about that. You talked about it as well. Uh, injuries, you know, with concussions and things like that could hold him back and could make him drop. But it's kind of that it's kind of that uh, low risk, high reward type mm -hmm. uh, player. Um, so um, then you go to cornerback, which is another position of need uh, in Trill Williams. Uh, you broke down what you thought about Trill Williams. Um, I do think this is a good spot for him. I don't think it's overreaching for him. Um, I think he's going to go anywhere from, you know, in between this 102 to 155 area. Um, I do think that's a good spot for him. Uh, obviously, Jackson Carmen, offensive tackle, uh, which this may be completely eliminated now. Um, but you also want to talk about moving him inside. So where he could, um, you know, compete with Brunskill. And, uh, you know, even even a guy like Lakin Tomlinson, whose contract is going to be coming up. So yeah. that'll be that's a good pick there. Uh, and then you go to a center to learn under Alex Mack and Michael Manet um, at a Penn State. Uh, and then you go back to wide receiver. Well, you go to wide receiver here with Trayvon Grimes at 172, um, picking up Grimes out of Florida, out of Florida. I was going to say Florida State uh, out of Florida. Uh, going back to cornerback at 180 in Benjamin St. Juice. I've been seeing Benjamin St. Juice as early as the third round with people's mocks. Um, so I think this is a good position for him, 180 to 200. Um, I do believe that he will fall there, and I do think that um, we will be surprised. I'll be surprised if he's taken early in the third. Um, but that's a good spot there. And then obviously the counter co-part to Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State, Frank Darby, which I think is fire, and I do think that. There will be a link. I do think this is one of the guys that could possibly be drafted by the 49ers. Not saying it's going to be in this round. Um, I could see it in the fifth round because we have three five fifth round picks. Um, but which position it will be, I'm not quite sure. But that's a good pickup. And then uh, obviously adding some special teams help here in Grant Stewart uh, as well and uh, at pick 230. So overall, man, not a bad draft at all. You pretty much touched everything that we needed. Um, I probably would have tried to squeeze a tight end in there somewhere um, later in the rounds just to see if you can hit on him. But other than that, man, looks good. Appreciate it, man. Don't why why are we disrespecting my man Dwelly, man? No, we're not. We're not. But I mean, just <laughs> it's just I think uh, I think Kyle Shanahan really loves you know uh, three tight ends on his roster. I'm not sure about the progression for Charlie Warner yet. Um, you know there. Um, Hold on, I gotta see what this just said because this kind of threw me off. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, there aren't 32 quarterbacks in the world who can play at an acceptable level. Also, Kyle Shanahan, there are five quarterbacks in this draft who can be successful NFL quarterbacks. I know there's obvious game 
gamesmanship taking place here, but I still thought those quotes were sort of funny. That came from Joe Fan, who used to cover the 49ers. He says, there aren't 32 quarterbacks in the world who can play at an acceptable level, but there's also five quarterbacks in this draft who can be successful NFL quarterbacks. Are they the same five, though? He may think Kyle Trask or David Mills or those types of guys can be successful in the NFL. Are they the top five? Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, uh, Justin Fields, or Mac Jones? Is it one of the? Are those the five? We don't know. We don't know. So we don't know. It'll be with with Kyle. You do not know. No, you definitely, you definitely don't know. And like we just said before, man, guys, it's only three days away. Make sure you either tune in with us or you tune in with Mo's Nose on uh, YouTube as well. That's Mo's Nose. No, no, ain't ain't no, but no, tune in to both. Y'all got iPads, y'all got laptops, y'all got phones. You put one on your primary screen and put one on your secondary screen. Y'all can tune into both live shows at the same time. Don't act like y'all don't got all these electronics sitting around your house. You can put the YouTube on the TV. You can put the YouTube on your iPad, your iPhone, your laptop. Y'all got a bunch of different devices. If you got to take your little kids' iPad, say, hey, look, Timmy, I need your iPad for a couple hours because I got to watch both shows. You got to borrow your wife's. Listen. Go next door to your neighbor's house. Hey, listen, give me that laptop. Let me borrow this a couple hours. I'll bring it back. Ain't nothing going to happen to it. Listen, y'all can tune into both shows at the same time. So let's make that happen. Tune into Nothing But Niners. Tune into Moe's Nose. We got the draft coverage for you. We got the Niners on one side. We got all of the NFL on the other side. Tune into both. Get y'all electronics up. Y'all got the internet. Y'all got Comcast, Verizon, whatever y'all got. So tune into both at the same time. We're not going to play no games with it. There's only one thing I can promise you guys. Is I don't even know if I'll be alive on Thursday, so <laughs> I don't even know if you can see me there or not. So, all right. So, but if I am alive, I will be there live and present here on the channel as we always do draft day. Um, just a little quote from Kyle Shanahan. Let me knock on some wood. So I hope that I'm alive on Thursday. Um, <laughs> but that's what Kyle, that's the biggest takeaway from uh, thing. And I'm sure that we're going to come back later in a little bit, probably to break this presser down. Um, check in with me tonight. Also 6 30 PM Eastern standard time uh, with another mock draft with the fo- fantasy football show uh, Smitty. And then 9 30 PM Eastern standard time with our SF 49ers tonight. Um, but yeah, Mose, man, I appreciate you as always. And uh, guys, these will be the last two for the day. And then we're back on regularly scheduled programs Tuesday. We got a nice show coming up for you on Wednesday. Back to us on draft day Thursday. So no more mocks after this, guys. Today's the last day. Just trying to end them out. And uh, but Mose, I appreciate you, man. Guys, make sure you guys go over there to Mose Knows Dot, right? You got to put that dot in there, right? It's right there under my name. So what dot Mose dot knows. Um, or yeah, if you just put Mo's nose, it's a dot at the end of nose. So it's right. kind of a play on Bo nose, but it's Mo's nose. Either one, you'll be able to find it. Um, uh, you can look me up. Um, if you go to my Instagram, I have the link to the YouTube page and all that other stuff. So you can find all that there as well. Yeah. So we appreciate you Mo's. And as always, man, it's, it's always a pleasure. Much love to you, the family. And, yes, uh, sir. I, I mean, that's pretty much it. So prepare for glory anticipate pain but always remain faithful we out of here peace